Welcome to Schoolboy and the Dropout, a tale of two trainers, where we talk about lifestyle, fitness, health, and wellness, all while having a ton of fun. Enjoy the show. So today I feel like is a good spot and opportunity for us to talk about weight loss. Um, so we're going to pick a couple of myths that we have thought of and um, just kind of ramble off what you guys probably have heard a lot and maybe have actually been doing. Um, oh, that's, that's a really good topic. Yeah, I feel like it should, it should engage you guys to see different perspectives and see what actually maybe perpetuated time and time again, but actually is yeah. wrong. So um, we're using this opportunity to kind of educate and spread better knowledge once out there. So what do you think? Uh, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and start with you, Matt. Actually, let's see. Okay, let's good. See what you, we'll see what you come up with. Yeah. Good idea, Ali. Okay. Um, so what I think we should talk about first, and this is the one that I always hear time and time again, is the whole cardio situation. Mm. Now, back to the cardio, huh? Yeah, because I, you know, you see this all the time, right? And I have my own experience with it, so I have a lot of passion for it. So, cardio itself will per minute burn more calories than strength training. However, in a long span of time, strength training dominates cardio because of progressiveness, right? You can easily progress any exercise in multiple fashions. With cardio, you really only have two options, duration or intensity. With duration and intensity, you fall into a trap of, okay, well, I'm going to continue to do a certain intensity for a certain amount of time, I'm going to continue to ramp that up. And then you get to a hard plateau that you really have to pass through. Um, and once you make that breaking point, you kind of enter into the danger zone, right? Because if you haven't been strength trained at this point, um, likelihood of injuries go up. Um, the ability for you to perform kind of goes down. Mm. Um, you really hit this hard plateau where, <clears throat> sure, you may lose weight up front. Um, you do get some great heart benefits. But in the end, um, if you use that as your own, only primary tool, which a lot of people so, do, it just so, kind of ruins you. So you, um, I think, what were you uh, like trying to say? Because a lot of people think that to lose weight, you need that heart rate elevated up mm-hmm. at all times, mm-hmm. and they think the only way to do that is with cardio. Right, right, and right. It's like the word cardiovascular, right? Cardio, and that, that's probably what you guys are like believing and stuff. But <clears throat> like, don't get it twisted and think that you should eliminate cardio, right, from well, your program. And we're, not, we're not saying that. I'm just saying that. People, like, immediately, okay, so people think, okay, if I'm having a conversation, I just had a conversation with my brother, actually, funny enough. Um, so we're, we're sitting around the campfire, and we're just sitting around, we're talking, and he says to me, he says, um, he's, he's pretty overweight, so we're talking to him, he says, um, you know, I've been thinking about doing, um, you know, this running program, so I've been doing, you know, half mile on this day, mile and a half on this day, two miles on this time, and then um, doing one minute for time. So he was doing like intervals. Um, so which is not bad. Not bad, but he's 340 pounds. Oh. That's gonna put a lot of stress on his joints. That, you can't yeah, really progress that very easily. Yeah. So, and I was kind of like thinking in my head, like you know, it's the hardest people to get to is your family. It depends. Like even uh, like especially if he runs on concrete, holy. Right. Right. His right. Joints are. Or even just a treadmill. Treadmills, you know, true. it's it's still not really a, a, a very soft surface right because you want you want to basically run on grass or you want to run on a track that has some kind of initial bounce to take right. the impact off and you also have a good running technique or and, like on sand but just yeah provided let, let's be honest we don't have a good running technique and who has that practically not, nobody especially like the only perfect running technique i've seen is from like top sprinters and top runners right and those are like olympians like right so no one goes out and starts <clears throat> training to, to run properly run. exactly they, they train to run 
to exhaustion to get that you calorie burn. Right. You don't see a lot of trainers are like, all right, so the first like two weeks we just get to focus on proper running technique. Mm-hmm. You don't see that a lot. But you do like see a lot of trainers put a lot of emphasis on like proper technique for a power clean, a snatch, right, right, a net right. lift, you know? Right. Like those big lifts. So that that's <clears throat> I guess the point you're trying to make. That's why you, that's why you run into a boundary of okay, I can't press any farther. Right. You, you hit that plateau of okay, it's either I kind of back off or I get an injury. Right. You know, it's it's very easily to happen because you're not focused on the technique. You're not focused on what's happening with your body. You're just focused on how hard can I push it without actually like burning myself out. And that's a hard mentality to be in. You know, like that's a grinding mentality. Whether whether you like it or not, um, you're going to be in that point. But I don't think you should get there by cardio, right? Cardio is not going to get you to your mm-hmm. end goal. Also, like, to all our athletes out there, don't think, stop running. Um, I just have to put a lot of emphasis on this, especially to mm-hmm. athletes. Is <clears throat> They think we're saying don't do cardio, so then they stop running at all. But if your <clears throat> sport demands you to run a lot, go ahead and, like, do sport-specific activities. Like, if you're a football player, do your football-specific drills. If you're a soccer player, do your soccer-specific drills. But- it also comes into kind of like uh, your, t- your season talks, right? So right. if you are preseason, maybe it's time to start doing something different, right? You could back off the cardio. But if you're preseason, you're into that kind of competition, like pre-competition mode, maybe start increasing your training volume because that, that idea should happen, right? You should have the phasing I, in and out. I might have to disagree with you on that on okay. some parts for it. So take... A soccer player, for mm-hmm. instance, it's a transitional sport, mm-hmm. so that could also go for field hockey players. If they back off completely off of like running or doing their uh, stamina training for soccer uh, in preseason, they're gonna go into the season without the proper stamina, and they're just gonna be fucked because they're what? gonna fall behind a lot. I, I, see, I see what you're saying, but I also see the different sports would have different demands. So I, I know you're in the soccer mindset. Yeah. Some sports, honestly, not even soccer mindset, just transitional sport. Yeah, mindset. some sports have different different end goals and, and requirements for your, your cardiovascular system. So, um, my my initial talk would be on my sports that I know of. So, volleyball, which really is more of an agile quickness kind of honestly, sport. Honestly, yeah, it's and not, it doesn't demand a lot of. There is, there is some cardio component if if it's a long volley that's going back and forth because mm. we'd have some that would be but in it's the short air continue. Yeah, exactly. It's short and tense. <clears throat> um, that one. I played, and then also I played football. So football, um, you did have to have a, a certain amount of endurance, but it was more of a quick, steady, hit it, go, relax. Um, so Yeah, it's like a 50-yard run maybe. Right, so it's a different kind of expression. Both of them, you need the ability to get out of the hole quickly, which is developing the weight room mm-hmm. instead of actually like on, on, the, on the field doing your cardio. Because people think cardio, and usually you're doing your duration, right? Because I'm talking about specifically cardio training, not the agility training, quickness training, or sprinting, or anything like that. I'm just talking, talking about strictly, like duration. Right, strictly endurance-based cardio. And distance. Yes. Okay. All right, all right. Just got to clear that out for the mm-hmm. athletes. Also, like, don't think... Like, cardio is still a good, like... Um, a long term for you to like lose weight and keep a steady weight loss. So don't eliminate it from the program, but also don't think it's the only way for you to lose weight. If you program cardio correctly into your other programs, I promise you'll see great results. And let's also talk about what kind of cardio too, because I think that if you're engaging in something really light and moderate, like walking, that's a much better benefit than you doing something like jogging. Dep- depends. So if I get a like a 340 pound client. 
I'm not going to have him do the form of cardio where you're out sprinting. I've seen that a lot in, uh, like, I've seen personal trainers. They have, like, a 450-pound client, and they throw out. box jumps, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not even box jumps, but I hope they know not to do no, box I've jumps. It. I've seen it. Holy crap. But they would, like, get them on a goddamn, like, one-mile run around, like, concrete park or whatever, like, just a park run. I'm just like, why? Like, that's so bad, like, to start off with. They're going to hate running. They're going to hate the process, especially if it's, like, their first week. They're going to hate you, too. You want to establish a good connection with your client, obviously, but that's that's just for that's for another topic. But, like, don't get a 450-pound client started on goddamn, like, a long-distance cardio. But if I have someone that's between, like, 170 pounds, he's just a little higher on the body fat or she's just a little higher on the body fat, maybe in the second week I might have him start a little, like, short sprints and like to program it with their whatever it is that i might start them off with like if i want to start them off with endurance training yeah i will implement that in like the second or third week see how they are see how they feel but it'll also like come down to their background and what they've done in the past and and i see if their body can actually take it so all is a little bit different than i am so whenever i train people and i program for people um what i look for is a path least resistance so i look for the easiest way to hit their target right so if you think about like throwing a bullseye right Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier for you to walk closer to the bullseye and throw it rather than farther away Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to do that same kind of same kind of analogy with with the client so what i want them to do is focus more on with the strength training strength building getting the actual hypertrophy benefit first seeing what happens there transitioning out of that into a different phase because there are cardio benefits in certain training phases, right? So like an endurance-based training, yeah, you we have, are we are a bit different. On this yeah, yeah, yeah. You have you have you have you have your endurance phase, which would be more like, you know, short rest periods, right? Kind of quicker intensity, um, obviously light weights, but um, with those, I see great cardio benefit in transfer. Um, and as you know, I mean, we, we've we've screwed on in box together. I mean, yeah, we have box I, together. I yeah. I really don't do cardio. You do cardio all the time, and I I can literally like just keep up just fine because yeah he did he, honest honestly yeah the first time i boxed him i was surprised by how he was able to keep up with my um stamina honestly and i actually had like previous white tie uh slash kickboxing for a year and he was still able to keep up so i, I was pretty surprised by that yeah, honestly I, yeah. I, and that's that's kind of what i want to do for clients too because most people hate doing cardio whether that's anything from high intensity to even your your, your modern intensity like jogging but a lot of people can conform to walking right if, if i can just say hey park a little farther or i can say hey um you know take your dog out for a walk every 10 minutes or you know after you're after you're done eating every 10 minutes after you're done eating go ahead and let your body relax for a little bit and then take yourself out for a walk so you um, know it's something easier that they can actually let me come give you to. a scenario let's say a client comes up to you and says hey matt uh what do you think the best cardio for me to burn the most calories what would, what would you answer Well, that? that's a different topic. I think that, that obviously calorie per calorie, it's high intensity is going to win all the time. But do you want to do high intensity all the time? No, because no. your recovery slows exactly. down. Your ability to actually perform slows down. So, um, you know, there's different things you have to think about. But, but going by what you said previously, I think like how you would answer them is I, I'm pretty sure you would just be like, what's the form of cardio that you like the best? And you probably I would say stick that. With it. And yeah. I, I would also say... What's your end goal? Like, oh, yeah, are you looking sure. to gain endurance? Are you looking to gain explosive strength? Because are you trying to lose weight? Are you right? Like, like, what is like, it you're trying to do? And that's what I'm saying. So our topic today is weight loss. To do weight loss, you don't need 
to have a cardio regimen. What you really need to have is your foundational program and strength right. first. You need to really focus on that first. That's what I'm trying to get at. We've kind of gone over in a little, a little bit of a rabbit hole, but um, not saying we're against cardio, but that the, I'm not, the thing no, you need, honestly. The, neither of yeah, us are. The thing you need to prioritize, though, is your strength training. It needs to be that foundation and the cornerstone of everything you're doing. And then from there, sure, you can have little sprinkles here and there of your cardio. And like I said, I would take it more as a cardio benefit from your endurance training. Um, and then from there, if we needed to get a little bit of, you know, maybe a little, okay, so let's say you have a weight loss journey, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, what you're going to do is it's a lifestyle change, your diet, intervention, your actual um, the whole lifestyle that's happening, um, your relationship to food, exercise, everything like that. What I would do is, let's say we had a vacation come up or something like that. Yep. Then that's when you can use the cardio because you're going to see the great benefit from the cardio. For sure. So that's how, Especially that's, that's if you how I've like done it in a long time. You're going to see great results. Right. From that's yeah. how I, that's how I've programmed for people. And that's, that's how it seems to work out. We kind of did that when, uh, we had that week vacation in Colorado. Yeah. I didn't yeah. do any cardio though. Huh? <laughs> I didn't do any cardio for that vacation. Oh, I did. I did. Oh no, I didn't. I also I did see great results, especially like the higher elevation and everything. Yeah. Right? Oh, that, that's yeah. another talk, but yeah, it, it honestly did have like, I came back we're in St. Louis right now, mm-hmm. and, like, from Colorado, higher elevation, obviously, I came back, and I did soccer training with, like, my brothers and dad, and, like, uh, they they couldn't keep up. And they were just like, holy crap. Actually, that's a good topic, too, because yeah. going back to the cardio thing, um, I, I honestly don't participate in cardio that much. I do it maybe once a month. Well, we're doing work capacity right now in the gym, but it's still right, 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 right. But I'm, I'm talking, like, strictly cardio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I'll go out and I'll do. I've like, never done strict cardio ever, honestly. Yeah. Even though I'm a soccer player, I've I'll never go out. Just done I'll go cardio. out and I'll do like maybe like sprints to jog, back to sprints, like interval work like that. Um, I honestly but I do think this. Spr- I also think sprints is the best way. I do it super rare. Like I, I honestly do it maybe once a month. And when we went in the mountain, I was like whooping your ass. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's what that I'm saying. That was my first mountain I hey, climbed though. Come I'm just on. saying though, for the record. I whooped his ass, okay? He did. He was way ahead of me in the mountain, but that was like my very first mountain. That was like your, what, 11th, 12th mountain? I still wasn't adapted to the oxygen levels. You were? You literally came back from Oregon climbing the goddamn mountain. Okay, but you gotta gotta think, right? Because your your cardio adapts over two weeks. I was in Oregon for a week, and the week we actually did the mountain was like three days before. Doesn't take two weeks, my bullshit. Okay. Oh, shut up. Based upon the science, your your body will adapt in two weeks. Based on the science, but like... Third day in Colorado, we were already breathing a lot better while sleeping. But we also came back. I came back to here. Then we went back on vacation. So back to sea level, back to mountains. Okay. He's just mad. Okay, I'm next mad, next but, topic, okay. Ali. Yeah, we kind of prolonged that one. <laughs> but but just so you know, we're not against cardio, but we explained our side of the cardio. Um, And uh, so now I should talk about one of my myths for... All right, so... Mine, the biggest one of like the miss for. <laughs> He's doing some stupid shit right now, making me laugh. But um, is long time. The longer you spend time in the gym, the better <laughs> results you <laughs> stop the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the better results. Okay, continue. <laughs> you gotta edit this out. No, never, never. Yes. <laughs> you gotta edit. It People out. like laughing. Is that right? No, I'm trying to get my point across. But the longer you spend time in the gym, the better results you'll see. Right off the bat, bull fucking shit. That's not true in any shape or form. A lot of people think, 
Oh, if I go in the gym for two hours every day, I'll see better results. But what the fuck are you doing in the two hours? What are you doing? Are you sitting down for most of the time and just watching people work out or are you putting in work? A lot of people also say, look, so if I spend three hours in the gym today and then spend three hours in the gym on like four days later and then spend another three hours four days later, that's a total of what, nine hours in less than two weeks? They're like, oh yeah, that, that's a good amount of hours. But what did you do in the three hours that you were in the gym? Did you just like walk? Did you just do a treadmill for an hour? Because in treadmill, we know that treadmill for an hour just walking, that's like burning what? Like 100 calories. Depending on the intensity. To be honest, it varies so much from person it, to person. It does, but for the most part, it honestly just like it's 100 calories. But what I prefer you to do is be consistent with your workout. If you just go in in the gym for like 30 minutes every day, that's better than going like two hours every three days. Because consistency is what's going to come down to at the end. If you put in 30 good minutes of a workout every single day, you'll see better results than going in the gym for three hours and then skipping four days and then going for another three hours. If you have a good program to follow for that 30 minutes. What's your take on it, Matt? So actually, uh, I, used, I used to be really, I mean, I still kind of am. I'm still kind of like anal about whenever I, I want to program things out. <laughs> I like to do math. I like to do math a lot. So whenever I was, I was younger and I was, I, I was overweight, I thought to myself, and I said, this is back when I was running. And I thought to myself, I said, <laughs> back when I was running. Well, there's, 300, <laughs> there's 364, sometimes 365 days in a year. That means if I go to the gym every single day, then I'll have the full 365, right? right. And I thought to myself, well, I might need a rest day. So, hmm, now let's think. If I go ahead and do every other day, well, then now, holy shit, that number goes from being 365 cut in half. Okay. You know, so then that was a big impact for me. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, can do that. Right. Then I was like, uh, I don't think that's going to make sense for me to do that, right? Um, I was like, every other day is not going to work. So I ended up being a dumbass and going every single day. And of course, right, didn't freaking work. I was like sitting there just blowing smoke for no reason. <laughs> and it's just, it honestly, some people, it kind of drives me up. Well, I work at a gym now and I see some people that come there every single day. There's, there's this guy now. Um, it comes in and does quarter reps. He's there every single day. <laughs> I, I'll even know who I'm talking about. This guy comes in there every single day. And I kid you not, uh, the range of motion, is, which, which is where the joint moves, um, for people who don't know. But range of motion that he has is literally a quarter of a, rep, a full rep. I think less than that. Yeah, it might even be an eight. Tri- when he was doing tricep extensions on the kill machine, I don't think that thing went past his wrist. Yeah, <laughs> he just kind of like moves his wrist down, boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom, uh, yeah. It, so it didn't look good, but he yeah. comes there every single day, does the exact same thing. Um, but I do like that. That's smart because people do have that perception that the longer I spend in there, the better it'll be. And I found that not to be true for myself and also for clients too. I don't think it's true for anyone, honestly. Well, I see where it could be beneficial is if you are really advanced, right? Well, if, if you're actually up, doing something for the two hours, then yeah, for and sure. And if you've, if you've built up the capacity mm. to make oh, that yeah, that's full, a good one. Right, if you've built up the capacity mm-hmm. to make that full hour, two hours worth it, right? If you've right. actually been doing the work and increasing your volume gradually. That's to make what I was going to talk about, the volume it. as well, yeah. Yeah, so like that, that, that would make sense. I could see that with like an elite athlete or some competitor or something like that that actually needed to have that more volume, like an Olympic athlete or something like that. But um, honestly, yeah, the more time, not always the better. Yeah, right, for sure. Like, it's a good thing that you brought the athletes as well. 
like my training regime for my sport can vary from like an hour and a half to two hours. But in the gym, I'm like, I think the most time I spent in the gym is when we were in our strength programming, uh-huh. and we were in there for like how long? You would you say like an well, about an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty? Yeah, an hour fifteen, an hour twenty. We have to have longer. Yeah, rest, but so. yeah, the most I spend in the gym outside of my sport training is like forty five to an hour. Honestly, like the most. Yeah. Depends on the program, but that's that's my take on that. Um, what do you? What's your Next other one? one? Yep. Next one is that um, people have this perception that um, they're going to lose the weight overnight, right? They think maybe not – some people think maybe it's not overnight, but maybe it's that, you know, in the next three weeks I'm going to lose – Yeah, whatever. yeah, whatever. whatever. All, these, all these bullshit challenges are, right? Even your gym supports a six-week challenge. Um, if you go online, there's no, like – No, but our, our six-week challenge isn't – you're gonna look. I know. We. I know. We look we, muscular. And I know. We, we, we've talked about it, but but what I'm saying is that that perpetuates a false like persona, right? It's thinking that after these no, 30 days no, or no, 60 not, days not or really, however long. Not really. Not our gym because we actually explain to the clients where they will be at, and it depends on the work they put in and their nutrition. Like we told them, if your nutrition is shit, you're only gonna lose like maybe five pounds at the most. But what I'm saying is you still have a six week program. We do. And that still is like a marketable thing for people to attach on to, right? Oh, for they sure. They attach on to it and they say, okay, these six weeks I'm going to be fully committed. Well, the problem is, is that it's not that quick, right? And then people want to see it that quick. So what do they do? They cut their calories really low. They go with their exercise really high. They go in a crazy caloric deficit. So what does this do to your body? It puts you in a immediately, metabolically deficient. You're literally going to take your body. Metabolism is shit. Yeah, it's going to take your body and turn your body upside down. It's going to say, okay, Literally. well, I've been eating all this food, haven't been working out that much, and now I'm going to take in no food, and I'm going to flip the opposite switch, and I'm going to increase the exercise volume. So what this does to your body is makes you, honestly, confusing the fuck out of it, right? You just all of a sudden went from nothing to 100%, and now your body is not getting enough calories to support the muscle building. It's not getting enough calories to actually support the daily BMR. It's not getting enough calories to do anything above... Which you can actually do naturally, like rest, digest, sleep, eat. Right. Um, so what happens is that you're really going to actually end up adapting to this. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to screw your body in the long run. That's why I hate these stupid challenges you know, because it really sets you up for failure. You know what I tell people is, so l- let's say there was someone that wasn't always obese, right? They were athletic, but then they became obese. They didn't become obese overnight. They didn't become super obese in 30 days. They didn't even become super obese in a year. It took them, like, maybe, like, five, ten years. And that's what I tell them. Like, it took you this long to be super obese. So don't expect to go back to where you were in, like, 30 days, six weeks, whatever it may be, right? So it'll take time. It's a process. The best way to go at it is to make it your lifestyle. So after, let's say you are part of, like, a six-week challenge, which is what my gym is. What I put emphasis on the clients is make it your lifestyle even after the six-week challenge. You know what? I'm like, if you don't join with us after the six-week challenge, that's fine. It's basically a trial for them for the six-week challenge. They want to keep with us or not. It's fine. But what I want you to get out of it is to make it your lifestyle to work out, have a healthier diet. It'll just help you, like, so much. And right now, like, I have clients that are like, I lost the 20 pounds, but I want to join. And I'm like, okay, well, what made you join? They're like, I love this lifestyle. Like, I, I didn't realize how much more energetic I can become, how much more efficient at my job I could be, how I could wake up in the morning and actually feel like there's life to me. Because then, because then, the, stop doing that. <laughs> the libido is a big thing too. 
That's for men. Well, for and, men, women, and women too. Women. And women actually. Yeah, I, I had to stop and think about it. And women too. If you make it a good, <laughs> I'm not sexist. If you make it a habit, trust me, you will do your body a big favor. It's about the value. If there's value to it, you'll stick to it. Just, just be. Uh, that's also what. My so here's how is. here's how I coach my clients, right? And and just to really reiterate that this isn't gonna be an overnight process. Um, nutrition, I'll literally tell them step by step, small incremental steps of. Let's put this into place. Let's put that in place. And mm-hmm. I make it their options, actually. So um, I'll literally ask them to take pictures. They take pictures. They come back. Mm-hmm. And I literally just say to them, hey, what's three things that you yourself could change that you know would make your diet better? They tell me three things. I pick the easiest thing out of those things. They work on that. And it's like building blocks, right? They have that small foundation to build upon. And then remember that same step for next time and build upon that. And they have two things to work on and continue. Now they have three things to work on and continue. So it's, it's small, it's small it's steps. Small that, right. It's over weeks. So it's like within a whole entire month, you have four things you've now created that are going to be proponents to your success. So that's how I would like to like propel everybody Well, and, and, and get them into that right mindset of this is going to be a process and a journey and now a lifestyle it's going to become. And there and this is why like people fall for this like six-week challenge, I'm going to lose this much weight or I'm going to be ripped in 30 days. It's because they think it's like super quick and they're looking for that big result. And to but, be honest, they also think that once they're done, that it's done. Like the way it's going to fall think, right. They don't think that far. The biggest thing you got to know is like, if let's say you lose your weight in six weeks and then you stop, you'll get all that back and more in like less than a week. If you change your lifestyle, that is. yeah. Just if you go from week. if you go from the same flipping switch you just did to flip it right. on, and you're gonna flip it off after everything's done. Just watch that weight creep on back. So that's why we're saying it's not a good idea for the weight loss to have it expectation of overnight. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of my rant and that's uh, how I feel about that. Yeah, uh, people. Um... Yeah, people, they just think it happens overnight. It won't happen overnight. That's just yeah. the end of story of it. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Ali? What's your next one? My next one will be, like, a lot of people think that when they grow older, they will gain weight no matter what. There's no way around it. You know what I say to that as well? You say fuck off. I say bull fucking shit too. It's because you're a sexist. Okay, bitch. <laughs> Not sexist. But it's not true to an extent... Like obviously, when you grow older, your metabolism might kind of slow down. You're not you're not in your twenties anymore. Your joints might start getting tired. Your workout intensity isn't as high as it used to be. Or even if you want to go that high, super high intensity, you're not gonna be there. That's why you have to program yourself according to your level and according to what you want to do and according to your goal. Obviously, when you're like in your sixties, seventies, eighties. You're not going to be hitting PRs all the time. You're not going to go for the best sprint all the time. You're not going to have the best intensity to work out all the time. What it comes down to at that age is being consistent in the gym. So it kind of goes back to your idea of going for a walk for cardio. Mm -hmm. That might be a good idea for someone in their 70s, 80s. Maybe going for a 15-minute walk. Maybe... Especially the cane, you realize how hard that is? It's you know? super hard, yeah. Like, I think having senior clients is one of, like, the toughest things. That's why I like it. Yeah. Oh, I love the challenge. Exactly. But it, it's honestly, like, it's challenging. It's like you said, it's very yeah. challenging for me. But even even if they're in the gym for, like, 15, 20 minutes every day, regularly, doing what they need to work on, having the good programming, and 
having that good consistency, like I said, they'll be fine. Right, that's you, almost you, three you, hours a week. Yeah, you know, that's a lot. Exactly, that's a lot compared to what they're used to. Exactly, you you won't gain weight. Don't worry about that. Also, your nutrition just has to be on point at that age. Honestly, like you, you can't you can't screw around and eat a lot of junk food. Like when you were in your teens, your metabolism is just not as fast anymore. So. I kind of want to play devil's advocate a little bit, so I want to I want to put it in this scenario. Um, a woman goes through menopause. What do you think happens? If a woman goes through a menopause, mm-hmm. what do you mean? What do I think would like, happen? What's What's a general idea of what would happen if a woman goes through menopause? She can't have kids. Right, but then what comes along with that? What are you trying to get at? Hormones. Them? Hormones. So her hormones. Oh yeah, her, her hormones, hormones are not. Her hormones level levels change a lot. Um, for women out there that have gone through this, you know, I've talked to a lot of clients about this. Even men at that age, though. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, they kind of have a, another term for that. It's yeah, like andropause or something yeah. like that. But um, menopause is more more commonly known. It is more common. Um, basically, what happens is your hormones shift, and then you kind of have to re-experience what your body is in that that position. So it's kind of like now, who really am I, right? It's like you have to really figure out like. What is going to work for me now that didn't really work earlier? Exactly. And what might actually be useful now compared to earlier? So so don't compare yourself to your 20s. Compare yourself to what you are right now. Yeah, so take it day by day. Um, but I do want to make the, the point that hormones do play an integral part in your metabolism and your ability to lose fat and really go through lipogenesis and mm-hmm. lipolysis. So right. building fat and destroying fat, right? It really will make a big, big difference. So... Um, be cognizant of that, and you really have to kind of experiment with new things that might help during those those times and around that age. So, um, what I really tell clients with an experience with that is that um, really start to pay attention to the cues your body's giving you, right? So, like maybe recovery is a little bit slower. Maybe take your extra steps to build your recovery for the next day, like stretching a bit longer, right? Focusing mobility, things like that. Um, if your nutrition's starting to kind of funk up, right, you start to have kind of weird, weird vibes going on there, um, maybe try something different, right? Instead of what you've always been eating, maybe you'd always be eating the exact same times, the exact same way, change what your what your food intake is, change right. how much you're eating, change the actual options. Yeah, there are a lot a lot of things that you can play with and yeah. see what could work best yeah. for you. Um, I found that to be the best, best success because I think that um, before and after is kind of being basically the same, but I know it's a hard time. It's just one of those times that I do believe that there will be a little weight gain because mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to re-experience that without any. True. Um, you just have to kind of figure out where to go from there to then get yourself in a better place and position. And honestly, like if you think you're going to grow fatter, no matter what, when you grow older, I see a lot of people in their seventies, eighties look fucking great. Oh yeah. There's honestly, a lot, there's a lot that go to the gym. It's all about what you did in your twenties, right? We did a long, long time how, ago. How did you get your body prepared for this moment right. honestly basically right yeah. so it kind of goes back to the consistency thing but yep. it's too late now if you if you're not either but if if you make it consistent so a lot of people like they're like well what if i feel like i'm motivated to go to the gym that one day well if you feel that way and you don't think you want to go to the gym anyways then you haven't made it a lifestyle yet mm-hmm. there are days a lot of athletes will tell you this. A lot of like a lot of gym goers that have been going on going to the gym for like decades mm-hmm. will tell you this as well. They're like, look, there are days I wake up, I'm not motivated, I'm not all pumped up for the gym, I'm not feeling the greatest for the gym. But they still get their ass to the gym. They still get their ass to the workout. Why? Because they're conditioned to go to the gym no matter what. It's their lifestyle. Do you think about taking a shower or brushing your teeth? Yeah. 
You do? <laughs> do you really? I wake up and I say, did I shower last night? Oh, God. No, okay. no, but I'm trying to say is, like, if you need a motivation to take a shower, not a lot of people would shower. Everyone would stink, honestly. Okay. It's just, it's just getting to the gym, getting that lifestyle. If you start, let's say you start working out in your 20s, and you are consistent all the way up to your 50s, you shouldn't worry about gaining weight when you're, like, 60s, 70s, whatever. And also, you should be better prepared for those times whenever your hormones do change. Yeah, for sure. Um, that pretty well covered. Let's go over to the next yeah, thing. I think that's, that's okay. a pretty good one. Um, next thing I want to talk about is diet and a pill. Mm. You've heard this one before? Pill diets? Yeah, like, like okay, I'm, I'm going to take... a pill to I'm gonna lose take, weight? I'm going to take Garcidio Kimbona. I'm, I'm going to take... Uh, whatever um, pull is out there to lose yeah, weight. Yeah, I'm going to take a yeah. fat burner. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Whatever People think it is. there is a secret pill. I, I have a good story for that yeah. as well with one of my relatives as well. So good. go ahead. So people think there's a really good solution in a pill, right? They mm-hmm. think that... Whatever I can do to my body now is going to be done in this pill. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this assumption that the pill is going to all of a sudden magically dissipate everything that's been a problem. Um, matter of the fact, we kind of live in a situation like this in America, right? We kind of live on this like big you know pharmaceutical companies you know what's sad about feeding that, us though? bullshit. If you actually read the back of this pill, it'll tell you it doesn't work without a proper workout program and a healthy diet. Well, they have to say that so they can still sell them, right? Well, it's so they don't get sued. Right, that's what I'm saying. But the general public doesn't read that. They only go by whatever the advertisement is. That's what I'm saying. Bullshit. Yeah, so we've kind of been conditioned in this this state. Like, it's been indoctrinated that, okay, if you're sick or you need help, go get a pill. So I think that the um, fitness industry kind of took advantage of that. It took advantage of you guys if you have participated in this. But um, that really, they kind of sold you on the idea that there is a magic pill to help you really get through that plateau or help you through any kind of weight loss situation. It's such bullshit. I like the ones that say it'll like completely destroy the belly fat. That's funny. I've never seen that, but that is funny shit. <laughs> but um, so what I want to make sure that you guys know is that a lot of these pills just have caffeine. That's really the active main ingredient. Um, that's one of the big things almost every single one of them has of the fat burners. Um Obviously, caffeine does have its benefits, but guess what? It also has big drawbacks. So once you do take that, that pill for a consistent amount of time and you come off of it, you're going to have withdrawals. You're going to have problems that are going on with everything else. Um, so kind of like how a bodybuilder does steroids, and then when they stop, they have their drawbacks. Much different, though. Much, <laughs> I don't want you guys... Don't compare it to uh, that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Too, too, but too that big, analogy, too big. That analogy kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> I, I, just, I, like, I, just, there. I just pictured it like a bodybuilder or something, and they stop, and then all of a sudden they just look complete shit yeah yeah well my point there was saying that like okay like you know you're probably gonna have trouble sleeping probably gonna have trouble with your appetite probably gonna have trouble like all over kind of refiguring out so is it really worth the benefit no not at all it's a big waste of money it's it's ruining your time well it's also temporary benefit so yeah but you said you had a story to kind of go over along with this yeah so those pills like even when growing up and getting started into fitness i never believed in them honestly i always thought they were uh horse shit I just thought they were out for the general public because whatever is a quick fix, that's what the general public goes for. And for the longest time, my sister, my older sister, has always wanted to do one of those uh, pills. And I was like, well, why do you want to? And she she was just telling me that if I, like, uh, put it together with a good workout program, like, and healthy diet, then she'll see results. And I was like, okay. I, I guess you, you can do that, but, like, why can't you just exercise and eat? She was like, well, because I can lose weight faster. And I was like, don't do it. 
for the past, like before this, like for three years, she actually never did it. So I, I was happy with that. But recently, she, she, she did it. She finally bought God it. God damn it! Right, she finally bought it. I literally went back home. I went in her room and I was like, "What is that?" And she was like, "Oh, the pills." And I read it. And I was like, "Oh my god, you actually did it!" And I don't remember the price, but it was just some stupid price for those pills. And ever since she bought them, she hasn't moved one pound. Cause she she was just thinking that it's gonna help her. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, why do you think it was going to help you? And I was like, didn't you tell me that you're going to do a good workout program? She was just like, oh, no, they should work good by themselves. So that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll work out with them, blah, blah, blah. And then they stop working out. They're like, the pill should do its job. It's not going to do its job. The pill won't do its job. You, you need, honestly, don't buy that shit. <laughs> you need proper exercise programming. Yeah. You need a proper mindset and proper nutrition. That's what, that's what it is. Inconsistency. There's that, no short, that comes along with the mindset. Yeah, there's no shortcut. That's what I'm trying to get at. Honestly. Yeah. There's, there's no shortcut. Yeah. But I think we pretty well solidified what, what's going on there. Yeah, that, that, was, next, that was a pretty uh, quick one. Next topic on the yours? The next topic of mine, I think it's a, it's a pretty good one, actually. Okay. Uh, th- this, these are our last ones, right? We're doing three each. Mm-hmm. All right, so a lot of people think that the only way that they had a good workout is if they walk out the gym sore or they can barely walk out the gym mm-hmm. or they feel sore the next day. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily true. Yeah, it's going to happen. If you like start a new program, you hit new muscle groups that you haven't hit before, maybe as hard. It's going to happen if you stop working out for you know, months and then you come back. You will feel sore. Yeah, sure. But then a lot of people like come to a point where they work out or they like, Start a new program, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not feeling sore. Is it not a good workout? Not necessarily true. It might be not a good workout. I don't know. I don't know your programming. But it's it's not necessarily true. Um, a lot of athletes will tell you, a lot of, like, general public, I, I've trained a lot of people that the next day they come back and um, they're pretty well, nothing, they're not sore. And then I see results in the long term. It happens with me as well. Uh, I think a lot of times you and I walked out the gym feeling great. Next day we weren't sore. We were just fine. Mm-hmm. So don't soreness does not correlate with a great workout or a bad workout at that e- either. And a lot of people think that along with that is um, if I if I'm sore, then I should take a full day off the next day. Right. If, if you start like lay on the couch. Yeah, like <laughs> lay on the couch. Yeah. I don't think that's a good way to get rid of soreness. It's just gonna get worse. Yeah. You need to get blood flowing. When you're sore. Maybe mobility exercise the next day. Maybe some walking around. 100%. Maybe some stretch. Yoga. Whatever it is. Just something to get you moving. Mm-hmm. And not just sit on the couch and watch TV all day. Oh, yeah, I earned it. No, you didn't earn it. Get up. And yeah, I think out. that's a huge, huge problem. Is that, um, Especially now. We kind of live in this culture of like endure it, endure it, endure it until you're going to see success. And mm-hmm. and I think that <laughs> it's, it's kind of been perpetuated and you've probably digested a little bit and probably have done it yourself. But if you are that sore and you've been doing the same things, you've probably overreached. That's the baseline. You're probably overreached. You're probably doing too much. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the baseline is like, okay, how sore am I the next day? Okay, cool. I'm at that sore. I didn't overreach. Mm -hmm. Um, Really? Because especially if you're doing something like full body, which I'd recommend to most of my clients, you're going to see a better adaptation for recovery. For sure. If you're doing splits and you're hammering one muscle group, mm-hmm. you're 
on the wrong program. And that that's uh that's a good point. That you because then about... you're just gonna fuck that muscle. Right. I mean, literally finger fucking exactly. until, <laughs> until it's ready to until that's it's ready a, to cream. I mean, it's not going anywhere. You know. <laughs> that's that that's a good point that you brought about full body can get you better adapted for recovery. Mm-hmm. I think the only like well part of the reason why like even when we start a new program, you and I. I might have felt sore, but not, like, crazy sore, whatever. Because mm-hmm. when I started in the gym, I was mostly doing, like, the full body. So mm-hmm. I was adapted to recovering mm-hmm. quickly. And that that was actually a good point. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, but I think if you're doing a split, you're on the wrong program. If you bought it, go back and return it. <laughs> so you take it back, you know. Um, but literally what that does is just hammer one muscle group. Good for you. Um, what you're doing is making yourself super sore for no reason. And you're stuck in this well, trap. Well, think, think about this. Hold on, like, hold on. I want to explain this. So you're stuck yeah. in a trap. So what I mean by that is what you're doing, you're hammering your muscle, getting it super sore, and then letting it fully recover, basically, i.e. resting on the couch. Or, you know, you're still probably going to the gym, but you're working different muscle groups. But that muscle group hasn't been touched again. And then you come back to touch that muscle again, and guess what happens? You're sore as shit again because it's been so you're long in a trap. You're literally it. in a trap. Exactly. Like, it's you're been not, so long since you've hit it. Right. You're not. And you're not going to. You're going to actually gain a progressive well, they, overload. Also, from think that. about it. Let's say you're doing a split. So let's say chest. Like Monday is National Chest Day, right? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> but let's say like you hit chest on Monday, right? And that shit is like because you're a bitch, you right? Know. And then it's like super sore the next day, right? And mm-hmm. then but on Tuesday you might be hitting back and shoulders but your chest is super sore and then you're not going to hit your back and shoulders very well because you like, can't get forward traction exactly and your your chest is already tight especially on your like shoulder press a lot of people do shoulder press for their workout you're going to feel a lot of soreness in that upper chest and you're not going to like you're just not going to hit your shoulders as properly as possible and it's not going to be the best workout because like oh i'm so, so tired i'm so sore i can't do it and you end up like matt saying you end up playing on the goddamn couch mm-hmm. and you're stuck in that trap Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, so go return that program. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> but I think that pretty much well covers uh, each of our three experiences, the three myths we've heard, um, kind of elaborated on what we've talked about. But um, I find that this information's been really circulating throughout the fitness industry like cycles, right? It kind of pops up, goes away for a little bit, and comes back in, pops up, goes away for a little bit, comes back in. Because I feel I feel like people do this where they kind of debunk the myth and then like the smoke clears. And all of a sudden, the smoke gouges again and says, okay, time to sell the product. And, you know, like the fat burners, right? Um, and sometimes that this happens from people have that... You, have you covered your third point already? Yeah. Because hmm. I, I kind of want to talk about uh, intermittent fasting. Oh, yeah. shoot. I do want to talk about that. Okay. We're going to bring that up. Okay. Fuck the, uh, the ending. Let's go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So, intermittent fasting, right? Um, does it work for you? Should you do it? Good question. I think I've I'm just seeing a lot of ads these days about intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and that it's like the only way mm-hmm. to like lose weight and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And along with that is uh, fasted cardio, <laughs> and they mm. think it's the only way to lose weight. It's not. So I see. Simple as that. I see the reasoning behind it. Right. I do see. How somebody could sell oh, this to you. for sure work right? for some, a lot of people. I see that it's, okay, so what you're doing is you're restricting, basically, because guess what? If you do cardio, you're probably waking up a little bit earlier, you're probably getting that movement in. Great. Good for you. <laughs> and then you're also you. not eating. So even better. Cool. If you're doing the intermittent fasting, you're probably not eating for a certain amount of time. Maybe it's a 16 to 8. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is. Um, 
but you're doing this for a certain amount of time, you're not eating. Well, what the theory behind that is is you're going to burn more fat, right? Well, your body... It has to use, like, the fat as the energy source. Right. Your body is not, like, a light switch in the, in the terms of fat, right? So what I mean by this is that it's not going to turn on and then turn off, turn on, turn off, turn on. What I mean is that it's going to continually be a process. It's going to cycle. So what you'll do is you actually be like a furnace, okay? Sometimes you're burning more fat. Sometimes the furnace is off. You don't need to heat and condition your house, right? So... Um, so from here, if you think about that analogy, right? So if you're not actually doing the, you know, if you're fasting for a certain time window, sure, you might be burning a little more fat. Well, guess what? The first time you eat your food, you're storing that fat right away. Yep. It's literally, it's, a, it's not like this thing that people think, okay, I'm, I'm in this whole like state of depletion. Now I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just use this food as only my energy. No, it's getting stored as fat. Like people don't understand that. Like your body cannot use and assimilate however many calories you just ate in that one meal, 800, 900, whatever it was. You can't just use all that right away. Your right. body has to store that as fat. That's why I have the process of lipogenesis. But so for intermittent fasting, I want to kind of talk about that and uh, kind of break and, and kind of expel that it will work for some people because what it does is teach you discipline, teach you to not eat for a little bit. But also it might not work for you if you're a binger. Because that's what, in those eight hours, you'll eat more food than you could have eaten in the whole entire True. 24 hours, right? Exactly. Um, so it might work for some, it might not work for others. your body honestly doesn't know what time it is that they're eating at. Right, right. It, it's not like your body has a clock. We, right. We, we as Americans, and as, as a whole entire society, yeah, whole society, I'm sorry, everybody in the world has created this whole thing called time. Right. Right. Our body doesn't know what the fuck that is. Does not know what 1 p.m. means. Doesn't know what 1 a.m. means. So... Only um, thing that our body might know is like darkness, and then you would just start like produce more melatonin, mm-hmm. and that might mean sleep. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Like, that's right. The only there thing is there is, there is definitely a circadian yeah. rhythm, but that's not correlated specifically, specifically not with time. Because time. if you think about summer versus winter, rhythm, like you said, yep. yeah, summer versus winter, you have rollbacks in time, which basically just means rollbacks with the, with the sun up, sun down. So there's a reason why you get jet lagged as well, uh-huh. because of this whole time thing. Uh huh. So um. Yeah, so I think that it will work for some, but it won't work for all. Uh, Which kind of goes back to like when I was down to like the like about the 70, 80 year olds. You gotta find what's best for you. Same thing with this. You gotta find what could work for you, mm-hmm. and some just find something you will stick to for the rest of your life. That's what fitness is all stick about. Stick it in, stick it out, and leave it in. Exactly. No, no, actually, stick it in. Don't take it out. Leave it in. You gotta oh. like it. You gotta like it. Whatever he said, I don't really understand what he said, but um, something sexual. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that pretty well covers all the topics we need to cover. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to weight loss and um, how to do it right and overall like experiences that we've had. Um, but I feel that this is debunked at least the general myths that we've had, and um, we'll definitely visit more on how to properly go through weight loss program and how to properly do things like this we, we will for sure cover some topics about how to properly program and all that stuff we might actually take like a um like a specific group of people to program what's the best way to program for them like maybe uh football athletes maybe like a baseball player maybe transition sport athletes you know that kind of thing like strengthening athletes whatever it is or even general pop yeah or general yeah. Pop- population whatever, whatever maybe but we'll for sure talk about programming a little more but these these are just like the myths that i hear all the time we everybody hears all the time but us as personal trainers we're just like oh my god just get the fuck out of here yeah it's just bullshit horse shit i hope you guys like 
I hope none of you guys have gotten your money scammed. Maybe you have. If you did, give sorry. it back. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Let me take it as a life lesson. Learn from it. I'm sure the the best way to learn in life for me is to fail. If you failed at that, now you know it's bullshit. Now you know how to spend your money on that. Now you know how to look dig deeper into it. And I promise you, not all personal trainers are created equal. Some will have some horseshit to say as well. And that's why you just got to pick the right person for you. Pick the right programming for you. Trial and error. And Trial actually, I want to build on that too. So if you have seen... All right, cause we just talked about six myths. Seven, actually. Yeah. If you have seen results from these, the last thing I want you to do is to go ahead and spread that. Because all you're doing is spreading the same bullshit, right? Because you are an individual... Right. And let's say you did see results from intermittent fasting. You said, hey, somebody else. Hey, I got the best results from this. This is the thing that's going to work for you. Have you, like, ever gotten a client and try to get them on a program that you've done and because it's worked for you? Oh, never. Never. Exactly. I do not ever program anybody. I I would not tell any of my clients to do what I'm doing because I know where I'm at in my my actual exercise journey. I've been working out since the age of freaking 14. They are not ready for what I've been doing. Exactly. I'm not going to tell any of my clients to go do a snatch. <laughs> never. I will never, ever program that unless they actually exactly. have the same exercise history and are ready for that. Exactly. Right? So, um, so it's, it's very... I'm just trying to make a point of it, how it's like very individual based. Yeah. So if you have seen results from this, the last thing you should be doing is going around taunting that you could this tell is the them, best like, thing well, to do. Well, this worked for me, might work for you. Right. Because everybody's individual. Don't sure, promise try the results it. though. Right. Sure. Try it. But don't say, hey... This is the magic pill, or this is exactly. Oh, I love those the magic pills. Oh my pill. god! Oh my yeah. god! Not in a good way. Love like fucking fucking bullshit. Love. Yeah. God damn, I hate him. But um, hope you guys got some good knowledge out of this. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Alice. Alice Sud. A L I last name Sud S E O U D. And mine's P T Cantrell ninety six. That's P T C A N T R E L L nine six. Um, give us a shout out and we'll try and uh, create that Instagram account we've been talking about and touting that we'll uh, get you guys on. We'll to, get it. We'll get it done by the end of this week. You'll be able to send over some uh, Q and A for us to, to kind of go over and hope you guys out particularly for personal reasons. Um, Cause obviously the general things we're talking about are just that they're general. Right. Um, if we want to get more specific, we can go to the more specifics, but look forward to more uh, That's episodes. Why the Q and A's could come in handy though. Yeah. You'd be more specific about it. You know, it. Yep. let them come. <laughs>